Welcome to the Food is Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So, Steph, it's been a long, long time since we recorded our last podcast. Um, what have you been doing in the interim? What have I been doing? I've been... I don't know what I've been doing. I knew you were going to so ask many, that. So many things. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that and I knew I wasn't going to have an answer. As per <laughs> usual. That's what, that's what the listeners want to hear. A real good <laughs> catch-up with Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so interesting. <laughs> I just got... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, thanks for asking, Steph. Um, so I've been, uh, <laughs> start, I started a new job. Um, it was just one of the reasons why we haven't podcasted in a while. I've moved and all in all, just had a bit of a shift in life. You have, Jambo. Do you feel better for it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are you back and ready to give the people what they need? Give the want. people what they want. <laughs> That's what I say. So, Steph, this this week's actual topic couldn't come at a better time because I have just had a super heavy weekend hmm. and I need to know the facts now. So this week we're talking about alcohol. Is it the devil? Oh, Talk to me. Fantastic. So I would like to start this one with saying I reckon... It's hard to put a number on it, but let's say 67.432% of my lean beans, mm-hmm. their excess calories and what puts people in a calorie surplus is alcohol. Yeah. And the question then is, does alcohol need to be avoided? Should we just slow it down a bit? Should we keep going for the ham and... Where? Where do we stand on it in terms of how do we create a calorie deficit? How do we keep enjoying our lives? Steph, you tell us all the time we have to keep enjoying our lives, but wine is life. So, yeah, I think um, getting into the nitty gritty of alcohol all the, in all forms is going to be a good way for us to go today. Absolutely. I hear it all the time from people, actually, that I think either alcohol it sneaks up on them, they don't realise how much of an impact it's having or the other side of it is people um sort of know how much of a bad inf- or a bad thing alcohol is uh, and it usually comes from things like uh, i don't know actually i've got someone in my mind who actually said this to me who sort of was talking about like being cutting out beer because it was giving him a beer belly and that was the only reason that he was overweight i mean it wasn't probably the sole reason but uh, like it was almost that like generic myth that come along so it's a very interesting topic it is and I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to this one including ourselves um because there's, there's it's such a broad topic because there's so many ways that we can go and yeah I'm excited let's do it oh so talk to me Steph what what I guess for the people who are listening Obviously, we've talked about this before on podcasts as well, the calorie impact of different food groups, um, carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Where does alcohol sit in the whole scale? So if we are looking at a pyramid, what we've got is protein and carbohydrates contain four calories per gram. Fats contain nine calories per gram. Alcohol, sitting into that equation too, contains seven calories per gram. 
which is quite a shocker, I think. What you also have to think about too is in terms of in what order these nutrients, well, if you can call it alcohol a nutrient, um, what order they're digested in, once you start to consume alcohol, that is the first that will be the body will prioritize in utilizing and digesting and doing something about pretty much because the body's like, oh my God, what is this foreign thing in my body? <laughs> Get it out. The poison. <laughs> the poison, that's a good word. So um, yeah, it's quite a high calorie content, I think, for the nutrient density. Well, lack of nutrients because there is no nutrients. Mm -hmm. So if you look at, compare, I don't know, an avocado, which is high in dietary fats, an avocado contains nine calories per gram, but you've also got nutrients in there you've got vitamins you've got minerals you've got antioxidants phytochemicals whereas you can have the same amount of calories in a glass of prosecco but you've got no nutrients in there you, but you've got basically empty calories mm -hmm. so there's that to consider first and foremost and even when you say that to most people they're like oh now that makes mm. sense there's that's how so many calories come from alcohol Absolutely. I think as well, uh, the knock-on effect of usually with alcohol, obviously we, we talk about as many calories per gram of alcohol anyway, but it's consuming calories with the alcohol as well, mm. which I feel like it has to be discussed as a, as a, almost like a partnership, because I think there's certainly the whether you're going out for dinner or you're staying at home, having a curry, whatever it should be. Usually where there's alcohol, food is not far away. <laughs> yes, true. And I would also like to say in the same breath to that, most people that, I'd say most yo-yo dieters that have an awareness of calories, the mistake they will make is they will plan everything. Let's say they're going out on a Saturday evening. They plan their whole day. They stick to whatever calories they've got planned. They're having X amount of G&Ts, et cetera. But what they don't plan for is the Sunday, the day afterwards. Mm. And that's, again, something we should discuss because that's where so many of the calories come from too. It's not just alcohol contains seven calories per gram in isolation. Yeah, you're probably doing yourself a disservice for your calorie deficit, but it's manageable if you plan it all in, not just the day of yeah the sunday got me big time this weekend <laughs> um, i mean i drink a lot anyway at the best of times but i think yesterday i had mcdonald's and pizza hut so <laughs> in one day <laughs> yeah and, yeah that's the thing like is i guess talking about greasy foods and high calorie nutrient less foods should we say mm. the day after on a hangover is that's quite a normal thing because and everyone does it because if you think about it in terms of practicality of your body so your body always wants to be at balance that's where it feels happy it's healthy it's good to go right so if you're feeling hungover so whether that's down to dehydration tiredness you know whatever your body is feeling below maintenance or below average below balance so the first thing that it will do is crave carby foods sugary foods things to, that will quickly get your body feeling back up to your maintenance or balance level so those carby foods and those sugary foods we're like 
oh no, we're going to avoid them on the next day. It's, it's mm. easier said than done. I think as well, as much of obviously the science behind it as well, who wants to be stood there, stood over a hot oven or a hob and cook food for themselves and spend half an hour when you can barely lift your hands up? I mean, <laughs> I would like to know who has ever eaten a salad on a hangover. To be fair, rehydrate you, Steph. Yeah. Rehydrate you. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it's obvious what you need to do. Like a hangover usually is caused by dehydration and tiredness. So just drink lots of water, <laughs> eat lots of nutrient dense food, get some sleep. You should be good to go. But it's not that easy. But, but is we're it? all human. That's the thing. We're all human. Like yesterday, had a couple hours of drive back home. I get home. The last thing I want to do is then go back to the shop and then cook some food. Whereas McDonald's are staring me in the face. Their breakfast is there. Yeah, I've got to take ah, that option. You got no chance. No chance. And it's well, it's the thing of um, like your morals just all go out the window, right? Once you've hit a limit of a certain amount of bevies, you're done for. With alcohol as well, and we talk about the calories and you know, the science behind it, as soon as you go past a certain limit, your your judgment is definitely in question. And then all of a sudden, you might think you've only had seven gin and tonics, but you've actually had 12. And then you've gone to get a greasy kebab afterwards, and then you wake up the next morning, get McDonald's, and then you get a pizza hut later in the day. You know, sometimes taking all the science away from it, sometimes it's the knock-on effect as well. Yeah, it's... But I mean, everyone can sit here and they all exactly know it's it comes it goes further than food, right? Even if you just relate it to, oh my god, did I really dance like that yesterday, last mm. night? What was I doing? What was I saying to that person that I've never spoken to before in my life? You know, that's me without any alcohol. I question myself. <laughs> but how's the dancing? Why am I talking to that person? <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> so obviously, Steph, we've sort of been bashing alcohol for the last 10 to 15 minutes is it truly the devil can you build it into a a healthy lifestyle um, especially if you're looking to lose weight is it something that's achievable and what would you suggest to people that some people like to have a tipple and they still like to have a drink and obviously the social side of things you know sometimes alcohol is involved what would you sort of say to those people yeah I mean don't get me wrong. There's never in my entire career have I ever said to a lean bean, you know, don't go out and get drunk and get plastered and have fun at that wedding or that birthday party. Because sometimes, you know, you just need to do that. Yes, you're going to go over your calorie deficit. You're not going to stick to what you have planned. But sometimes that just needs to happen, you know. So first and foremost, I do want to say that. And then in a more practical sense, in terms of well, probably more sensible sense, shall I say, sticking to your calorie deficit. Of course, you can include alcohol within that deficit and within your numbers. And how you do that is really going to depend on the individual. So it depends on how much you currently drink, for one. Sounds like a bloody AA meeting now, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> um, like, for example, one of my Lean Bean legends, she's just started with me, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying, she is very social. And she loves lager. So she'll go out even for dinner and just have like pints of lager like on tap. And it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Like we've been working together for a couple of weeks now. And safe to say she's had quite a few evenings out already. 
And the first evening she had, she tracked everything. She tracked everything that she consumed. And she was like, Steph, I just, I don't know how I'm going to change my lifestyle. Like this is my lifestyle. What am I going to do? So we went back and forth with a few things. I said, right, well, we could look at changing the type of alcohol you're drinking because lager is obviously quite calorie dense. We could look at some, you know, G&T slim lines, the old classic. Or I was like, maybe we could look at alternating. I was like, to be honest, that's the worst idea, but you could alternate between some G&Ts and some lager. You could like have some water between each. We could mm. set a limit before you go, how many you're going to have to make sure that it fits into your calories. And do you know what it came down to at the end of all this, once we've been through all of this? I suggested, I was like, well, before you go, why don't we input everything into the app, your dinner, everything else that you're going to consume at that dinner, and then work our rest of the day back from there. And then she was like, oh, that's a good idea. Oh. Yeah. Because hmm. it's just one of those things that you just don't think until like someone says it to you, you know? So then it's like, okay, it's then more empowering. This is what she found specifically, more empowering that, she was like, right, I'm going to have whatever it was, burger and chips for dinner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have two pints of lager and the rest, I'm just going to have some water. Right. And then we worked out the rest of the day around that. Yep. Th that day might have been higher calories than planned. Uh, sorry, higher calories than some of the other days. But then we worked the other days around that, too. So it's just yeah. taking a step back and knowing where you want to be, what your limits are. If you want to go and have five pints of lager know that calorie intake know what it's going to be and then decide right are those calories worth it to me do i need that many could i just have a water in between each pint if i don't want to fine but most people that are looking to lose weight and feel better about themselves it's an obvious change to me you know just yeah sometimes choose to drive doesn't have to be every time but mm -hmm. take that option and it's like yeah, you're going to get judged by your friends and blah, blah, blah. The environment's going to change, but you've got to do this for you. You've got to look after number one. Yeah, totally. I've actually got some really um, tips that I've done myself, which I'd love to share with the people as well. Yes. So I obviously love a beer. And so some of the things that I've done is uh, like, I actually went to a barbecue and I've done this with, with you were there as well. So like I've gone for, went through a bit of a phase of trying non-alcoholic beers and finding ones that I really enjoyed because uh, most non-alcoholic beer tastes terrible. But then I found like a couple that I really liked. And then sometimes like I'd like to have like a beer in the evening, but then it was like uh, one beer would turn to two usually once it sort of hit the body and that made me feel a bit smooth. And then so I was, I was switching to maybe having a non-alcoholic beer or say I was going to a barbecue when I knew I was going to have quite a few beers I would just slip like a couple of non-alcoholic beers in there occasionally so that was like the first thing I'd done and I know non-alcoholic beer isn't for everyone so second thing that I'd done is say <sighs> go on I got a question first the non-alcoholic yes. beers are they less calories uh <laughs> some are some aren't there's some really good ones that you can get that have like um they're isotonic and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So they're perfect and they taste really nice. There's actually, um, if anyone's listening, Erdinger <laughs> do a alcohol-free beer, which is isotonic, and it tastes just like beer. Ooh. And so if you like 
so I actually done it so I was alternating between a cup so I brought like mm. loads of bottles of beers and then I was having like a alcoholic non-alcoholic alcoholic non-alcoholic alcoholic so I had like five beers bottles of beer but I actually only had three actual beers in the whole like process and and then obviously what we're talking about like the knock-on effect I didn't make bad decisions I didn't lose my mind and eat a whole block of cheese and then eat a KFC on the way home. Um, so I, gave, that's, I gave Jambra a finger gun just then, by the way, guys. <laughs> so that's my first thing. My second thing, I know not an alcoholic beer is not for everyone. If you just want to drink, and it's such a simple thing, if you want to go out and have a couple of beers with your friends or you're worried that if you go out with the lads or, or girls um, and you start having non-alcoholic beers or whatever, you're going to get, you know, pressure on you, etc. Just go from pints of beer to bottles of beer. Mm. And a lot of the South American beer that you'll get, things like Sol, Corona, um, I think Brahma's one as well. They just, they contain less calories as well. So like, and nobody's going to question you if you're having a bottle of beer. Mm. And like obviously... The, the bottles contain, was it, 200 mils less as well, so you're consuming less calories per drink anyway. So I've done that in the past when I've gone out, say, to, to the pub to watch sport all day. I'll just stick to having bottles of beer. Nobody questions it, but I'm actually then making that really sensible decision. And the time that your friends have gone through five pints of beer, you've only had five bottles, which is actually a lot less alcohol as well, then they get a little bit more drunk too quickly. Your quid's in. Yeah. yeah, and I think that definitely like goes back to you have to make sacrifices somewhere. Like if you want to lose weight, you can't literally keep doing what you're doing because otherwise nothing's going to change. Like you have to change mm-hmm. something somewhere. And for a lot of people, alcohol is the easiest thing to change because it's look, it's calories that you don't need. It's nutrient less. So, yeah, making some sacrifices somewhere along the line have to happen, but it doesn't mean you need to not drink alcohol ever again. Or, no. you know, like if, you, if you enjoy a lager, drink that. Like, have one and then spend the rest of the evening on, like you say, bottles of beer or just yeah. drink water. Because I, like, I know that feeling. Like, I actually prefer having it, like, a, from the proper pint, like, from the tap. The first one always goes down so so nicely. It's delicious and stuff. But then after a couple, you're just consuming beer. You're not really thinking about it. Like usually the first one's always the best. So yeah, just then switching on to bottles afterwards. Yeah. Like it sounds like such a small thing, but it adds up. Yeah. And even the same goes for like wine, right? You just have a small glass mm. rather than yeah. a large glass. I mean, I don't like wine personally. So can oh, you get can you get a medium glass? Uh, so I think some pubs do medium, large, and small. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a whiner. If you if you want to have a, like a bottle of wine at home, this is a problem. Like if you like open a bottle of wine at home, usually people drink the whole bottle, <laughs> which is like anywhere between 750 calories and 990 or whatever it is, um, which is obviously a lot. And people, it's almost like minus calories. Get in the habit of like get yourself a nice wine stopper or something, and just so you can put it in the fridge. Like I think, like a lot of people, once it's open, will just drink it. Oh, hundred percent. And that, but that's like once the packet of chocolates open, 
it's hard not to drink uh, to eat the rest of that chocolate mm. you know mm. um but there's also the other option of getting the like mini versions yeah. of the wine like just the single yeah. glass or yeah they're like a large glass i think they are mm. and you can actually get like mid-sized bottles as well and not not everywhere do them and it's depending on the company like the wine producer but you can get like mid-sized bottles which is like two glasses mm. um and I know like Tesco's definitely stock them and stuff. So if you were like obviously trying to be a bit more conscious and you know that if the, the bottle was open that you probably will finish it, then yeah, get one of these like mid-sized ones. Okay, it's not the most cost-effective thing in the world, but like you said, if you don't make the changes, nothing will change. Yeah, definitely. And I guess spirits is another one that we should mm-hmm. discuss in terms of some people say to me, so I'll be like, oh, definitely go for a spirit and a diet mixer, like vodka mm-hmm. and diet coke or gin and slimline tonic. But then people will be like, oh, but but the artificial sweeteners and the sugar or the, the health yeah. in that is just terrible. It's like, well, alcohol in itself is yeah. not the it's not the best choice to be making. <laughs> it, it we've obviously we we talked about this on a previous podcast, but it's like the the whole soda pops you know like okay it's not the most nutritious thing in the world but it's not i think the real problem you've got to be looking at here is the fact that alcohol is much more detrimental to you than a a sugar-free soda pop so (laughs) yeah there's uh, it depends on what you want to drink right but everything in moderation is fine if you're gonna Mm. go out and get razzle dazzled then you're gonna go out and get razzle dazzled but the only wasted calorie for me is the one that's not planned. If you know that's going to happen, then yep. you're fine with being in a calorie surplus for that week and deal with the consequences. But there's also plenty of choices out there that you can make that can keep you within your calorie deficit, keep you on track and consistent and still enjoy your life. Like it's, it goes back to that age old thing of, do you need alcohol to have fun? If you no, do. it's true. Hmm. Which sometimes, yeah, the answer is yes. But I just, I would love to say to the people as well, like this weekend, I, I was going to a rugby festival and I knew that I'd be drinking a lot of alcohol and I'd be with people and I'd be enjoying myself and wasn't going to beat myself up over how much I drunk. It's just now this week, this following week, I'm just making maybe even smarter choices because mm-hmm. this week's a dead week. I've got nothing on, I'm not really doing anything. So by me just restricting things a little bit uh, over the week, I can then continue to be on the same journey. It's not a massive dent in the in my life, and um, I always have those those memes to look back on. <laughs> Some people the week after struggle to get back on it straight away, and yeah. what I would say there, my advice is plan well, know that that's going to happen, and plan accordingly around that like have some heartier breakfast, lunch and dinners. It doesn't necessarily mean they need to be calorie full, but have some things that are going to keep you warm and make you feel nice. I don't know why cottage cheese is coming to my mind. I don't, uh, cottage pie, not cottage cheese. Cottage pie, that's literally what's going through my mind as I'm speaking, which is really weird. Is that what you're having for dinner? No, and I I find cottage pie so average. I don't even Hmm. know why this is coming into my mind. But if you have it with some brown sauce, I guess to spruce it up, it's quite nice. Yeah, it's quite hearty, to be fair. Mm. So approaching that time of year. 
I know, I know. So yeah, it's it's just planning. It's definitely making sure that you're planning down to the T. Don't don't think about it past that. Some of my the lean beans on my current course, like you're saying, Jambo, they've the ladies have switched to the alcohol-free prosecco. They mm-hmm. love it. They absolutely love it. And one of them said actually today, she said the difference this time with the dieting that I'm doing and the calorie deficit is I'm doing it because I want to do it, not because I feel like I have to do it, as in terms mm-hmm. of the wine. It's not, oh, I have to, you know, restrict and I have to drink this wine because I've been told to drink this type of Prosecco, sorry, not wine. So, yeah. and it's, it's that empowerment. It's you making the choice that actually, yeah, this sacrifice is worth it. If I'm going to drive tonight, that sacrifice is worth it for me in the greater grand scheme of things. Like, do you need to go and get, I don't know, five, five G and T's with your meal out on a Thursday evening every week? Probably not. <laughs> you know, who is this person? <laughs> Where are they eating? Yeah. To be fair. I mean, I wouldn't choose G&Ts if I was eating out on a Thursday evening, but, you know, each their own. Yeah. Her name's Debbie, by the way. Oh, Debbie. God, <laughs> I missed her. Um, okay, then, Steph. Let's get let's have a good old roundup, a good old, is alcohol truly the devil? Talk to me. For me, alcohol is the devil if you allow it to be. It definitely can be, like we've talked about. It can easily get out of hand in terms of you have one too many G&Ts, and your judgment goes to pot you had everything planned but you end up at the kebab shop and having that extra cheeseburger and cheesy chips with garlic mayo oh yeah oh i know but also knowing that sometimes life does happen sometimes that just happens right but if you want it enough you will find a way to plan you'll find a way to control it and you know you've got to find that balance that's right for you Mm. very much so i was about to say you have to decide which person you are whether you can build it into your life looking forward plan it in and then know what you can do the following days and week or are you the person that can't allow that to happen because it will knock your progress and your struggle if you do that then think about the smarter options and just choose those different things yes and I would argue if someone tells me that they can't make a change, they're not willing to sacrifice their alcohol consumption. Are you ready to make the change? Are you ready to actually lose weight and change your life? Probably not. Mm. That's the reality. Because very true. That like like we said at the start, alcohol is dead calories. You've got to be careful with them. There's there's no two ways about it. Be careful with them, but don't be scared of them. Ooh, that is fantastic. Mm. That is brilliant. Yes. Not just a pretty face. No. The lucky that it's unlucky that listeners don't get to see that, really, isn't it? Look at that smile. We should be popping these on YouTube. <laughs> um okay, Steph, where can we find you? That would mean I have to shower and actually do my hair. That's yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why we are a radio station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Java, you can find me. You can find me predominantly on social media, Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. You can also find my website, www.foodislifenutrition.com. That's where you can find all the details on the Lean Bean course, on the one-to-one legend coaching, 
testimonials, blogs, you name it, all on the website and it's all on social media. So head over there and have a little look around. Jambo, where can we find you? Amazing. Uh, you can find me strictly on Instagram at jambo.the.great. Um, and uh, just a big thank you to everyone for listening in. I know we've been um, we've been away from the mic for a while now, but uh, obviously feel free to jump into our DMs if you've got any questions. I know mine are always open, Steph's are too. And then if you have any questions or feedback or anything, just let us know. Please do reach out. And please, if whatever platform you do listen on, if you could leave us a review, even if you just rate us 5.5 stars, obviously not possible. We do massively appreciate it. It helps us grow, helps us to get our message out. And if you enjoy it, then hopefully it means you want to share it around with your friends and family. And we do appreciate it all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.